Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Children's Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I am super excited that you are joining me here today on another episode of Navigating Children's Ministry, which I guess I just said, but anyways, that doesn't matter. What does matter is what we're talking about today. You know that we've really been taking a look at uh, trauma-informed kids' ministry, trauma-informed children's ministry, how we can walk through that with those kids who have additional needs and how we can really help and uh, help them grow, help them feel safe, help them feel comfortable in the environment that they are in, right? We, uh, I think we're all firm believers here that as the body of Christ, we want to be the one place that anybody from any walk of life can come into and feel loved and welcome in that home. And so that has been our goal over the past few weeks as we've been uh, tearing through some of these big ideas here on how we can help kids uh, navigate these hard times and how we can uh, communicate with our leaders and lead effectively. And so um, this is one of our last episodes. Uh, next episode, uh, which I don't know when will come out, um, will be all about how we can help implement this effectively into our ministry, especially when it comes to volunteers. Uh, like I said, not sure when that one's going to come out. Next week, I will actually be uh, at the 456 Preteen uh, Ministry Conference in Houston, Texas, um, so, uh, hopefully I can grab some good sound bites from there cause I want to do some really cool episodes I'm excited about. Um, but that probably means there will be no episode next week. Um, cause my whole week will be an episode of navigating children's ministry, uh, preteen specific for me that week, but I'm super excited about what we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to be looking at two different things, uh, how we can do special events and how we can do, uh, discipline with those kids who need it. Uh, so I want you to picture this. It's a Friday night. You've got a bunch of boys. You have them in a church gym. You get table set up. You got Nerf guns. You think it's going to be a great night. By the end of the night, at least half the kids have cried. Most of them just want to leave. They're sitting against the wall in a daze. Nobody really had fun. And Sam had no idea what to do. This is a situation I have found myself in before. Um, and it was first full year of ministry, I think, uh, I decided to throw a boys and girls night um, and did not put a lot of thought into what I was doing or how it was going to work or how the kids would feel about it. Um, and like I said, it ended in a lot of tears and a lot of frustrated kids. Uh, some kids were just being mean. Some kids were uh, overly sensitive to the Nerf bullets. And I had no quantifiable reason as to why this had happened to me. Uh, and having read this book, I sit here and think, man, I wish I had read this about three years earlier. Um, but I think we've all run into a situation like that before where we've had an event uh, that we were super excited about um, and we didn't filter through the entire idea. Or we had an event that we were super excited about it and a kid or a group of kids had a really, really hard time at it. Uh, and, and we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to address it. We didn't know how to deal with it. Uh, and it caused a lot of chaos. And so uh, that's one thing that we don't think about a lot when it comes to our ministries is what do we do for uh, kids during these special events? Uh, and when I say special events, it's pretty much anything outside of your normal Sunday, Wednesday, whenever you have your services, anything outside of those. So your camps, your VBSs, your uh, family nights, your activity nights, whatever it is that your church does, uh, any of those, what are you doing to make sure that those special events accommodate everybody's needs, right? Um, and how can we as a ministry create events 
that are more accommodating and more welcoming to kids who uh, might have experienced trauma, who might be sensitive to a lot of things in life. Uh, the first thing to just be aware of is this, those outside events are definitely going to be a lot more difficult for those kids. If you remember anything we talked about, uh, when we're doing big changes, when there's big groups of people, when there's something the kids aren't expecting, that is definitely a harder transition for them. Uh, and whether or not they have additional special needs or if they have experienced trauma, uh, all of those are going to kind of trigger those uh, fight-or-flight instincts in a lot of those kids. And so just being aware that those special events are going to be difficult is super important. Uh, so point number one, uh, how we can make better events, is have good standards for safety, right? If you remember anything about a kid who has experienced trauma, one of their biggest things is that they're never sure if they're safe, right? They never know when they're safe. And that could be emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it is. They never really know when they're safe. Um, and so we want to create safety systems that help a kid see that, right? Um, and sometimes uh, it's a matter of talking with them if they seem nervous, if they're worried about. We want to create a uh, system where the kids feel safe. And so, of course, that's your generalized things like background checks on all of your leaders, ensuring that only people who are supposed to be there are there. Uh, things like uh, good, safe, secure locations for your meetings, places to go, emergency procedures and stuff like that if anything does happen. Uh, but it can also be doing things like allowing the kids to work on making themselves safe. Maybe it's the kid's job to to close the doors and everybody gets in, or maybe it's a kid's job to make sure everyone gets checked in, especially we want to make sure the kids feel comfortable and safe wherever they are that, uh, wherever they are. So uh, another thing for kids to help them feel safe and comfortable is give them a person, right? Um, and this particularly pertains if you're thinking about camps or overnight events, uh, but even just some of your regular events, a lot of kids, uh, right, who have experienced trauma feel like they are alone. They feel like they're outcasts. They feel like they don't have anyone to go to. And so a lot of the times uh, you'll have a kid, if they do go on that trip, are extremely nervous because they're not sure uh, who's there and what's going to happen. Or a kid may just not even do any of the events because they don't think there's anybody there that will hang out with them. And this is where you uh, can make sure that they have a person. And whether that is uh, making sure they invite a friend from school, uh, making sure a friend at church that they have goes, uh, or anything like that, making sure they have a person that they do know going, uh, even so much as a parent, right? If a parent uh, who you trust and you know uh you can invite them, and that is a great safety buffer, especially for the younger kids, maybe their first time out. Uh, bring them a person, and if not, uh, help them find a person, right? Find one of your kids who you know has a good heart and is a good leader uh, and loves people really well, and introduce them and, and talk with the other kid and say, hey, I've got this friend here who doesn't know anyone here, and I need you to be their buddy and their friend for the weekend or for the day or whatever it is, but find them a person. If a kid goes on a trip and they don't feel like they know anyone and they don't connect with anyone, you're pretty much guaranteeing that they're not going to be attending anything like that again. And so we want those kids who feel like they're on the fringe and the outcast to come in and feel welcomed and loved uh, and truly connected. Another thing we can do to help with kids uh, on these special events, and this kind of goes back to the having a buddy, is if you have groups, keep those together, right? If you have a group of kids uh, that meets every single Sunday, uh, don't split them up at an event or a camp just because uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, honestly, there. I don't see a reason why you would. You don't want to split those groups up. Let them stay together. Um, encourage your leaders to 
to go with their kids, uh, encourage them about the opportunity that they're going to get to pour into the lives of their kids uh, if they are attending. Uh, and on the flip side of that, utilize that to push your kids to attend, right? Um, you know, a kid may be nervous about going. They may not be sure, right? Is there somebody that I trust going to this event? And when their small group or their Sunday school teacher says, hey, I'm going to this event. I want you to go with me. That can change the whole dynamic, right? Just imagine uh, if you're a kid and you don't really know anybody, but you've got this really cool adult leader who's there every week. Uh, and he's really cool, uh, and he's, uh, you know, listens to you, uh, and all of a sudden he invites you to a camp. Well, obviously that's going to make a huge impact on whether or not you will attend. So make sure that if you have groups, keep those groups together um, and utilize the influence of those group leaders uh, in your uh, promotion of the event. Now, last but not least um, is help them feel seen and valued, right? Um, if you think about a kid that's come from uh, a traumatic past or is having a traumatic lifestyle uh, currently, uh, one of the things that we know often is associated with that is is low income, the inability to pay for things like that, right? A lot of those kids uh, who have experienced trauma are also tied into a family that doesn't have the income to uh, support them necessarily. And so, uh, what we want to do is we want to make sure they see, uh, feel seen, right? Are we providing transportation, right? If we're doing a VBS, uh, are we providing transportation for kids who want to come, but um, their parents just can't take them, their parents are at work, whatever? Are we working with our community allies around uh, our community and figuring out places where kids need that attention and helping them out? Are we providing scholarships and support for families who can't financially pay for big things like camps, which Man, those things are getting pricey, right? Uh, I'm looking at the ticket prices for kids these days to go to a camp, right? And it is ridiculous. Um, it's it's uh, it's a lot. It could be uh, a rent payment for you know a family, and that's just something that they cannot afford. Uh, let them uh, earn that too, right? Uh, we don't. Don't feel like you just have to give out money to whoever needs it, uh, but work with the kids and allow them the opportunity to earn that scholarship, right? Number one, if you just give away money to families and sign them up, you always run into the, the chance that when they have nothing uh, invested, uh, they have no investment in the event, right? And so you could just get a, oh, you know, Timmy didn't really feel like going, and so we're not going to go. And you're like, wow, I just dropped $400 so your kid could go, and now they're going to be there. Uh, that's advice I've learned from uh, my predecessors in ministry, uh, but but let them earn it and work for it. So maybe the kid, uh, you know, helps stack chairs after service or helps uh, clean up the crafts or learns memory verses and Bible verses and story components. Uh, and when they reach a certain amount, they're allowed to attend the camp, right? We want the kid to be invested in this as well. We want them to uh, one, not just get a free handout, but show them they're capable of doing hard work and doing big things uh, and let them be rewarded for things like that. But uh, overall, during these special events, just be mindful of the kids that are coming in. Think about what they've experienced, what event you may do, and how that can uh, cater to their needs and how it can also be uh, a difficult time, right? Think about loud, big events um, and how you can provide safe spaces if a kid needs that. Think about long-term events and how you can provide safe people and safe, uh, you know, time for the kids to attend. And think about the ways that you can uh, help encourage 
kids who may have experienced trauma to come in and feel loved and feel welcomed at these special events, right? Those are our big fun times, our opportunities to connect kids well uh, and have a blast. Uh, and it can be a time that a kid feels the most excluded and the most left out, uh, either by not attending or uh, attending and just not having things uh, prepared well for them. And that's what we've got for today after all of my rambling. The podcast actually ended up going long, and so I decided to split it in half for you guys so that it was not a miserably long episode. Uh, so that's all we have to talk about events and how we can love those kids who uh, may need additional loving and caring in our events. And next week, you can check out the episode on how we can uh, walk through discipline, consequences, and ideas like that with our uh, kids who may need that extra help. So can't wait for that. I will see y'all next week.